Welcome to Crosstalk, the gospel for today and beyond. We are so glad you could join us today. The Crosstalk podcast is in pursuit of growing in our understanding of the gospel and discovering what it means to transfer to the next generation. And now, here are your hosts, Charles and Daniel. Happy midweek to you. Glad you could join us today again. Um, when we've been talking about thinking, if you've been listening to our other episodes, um, we have really been driving home this idea of defining thinking. And really, before we get into how to develop thinking, mm-hmm. we've been defining thinking, even biblically, and I would say even logically. Right. Uh, there's been an aspect of that. But it's important to recognize that as we look at this idea of defining thinking, that humans think in different ways. There are ways that we think. As categories humans, we, of thought. Right, right. categories yeah. of thought. And as humans, we all tend to think and even respond according to that thinking in a certain way. Um, now, this may depend on personality, um, life experience, background, things like that. But if we don't recognize this, we will struggle in developing correct thinking and how thinking should affect us. Because, and we're going to talk about this, but if I respond to you in a certain way when you hit me, that's based upon what I perceive you're doing and what's going on. Well, we're all going to have that type of reaction. We may all do it a little bit different. Some people might be like, okay, what's going on here? Others may just haul off and, and attack. But we're all going to have a certain way we respond emotionally, which we're going to get into. So that's what we're going to talk about, how we think. As humans, how do we tend to – what are the categories and the ways we tend to think? Yeah, there's, so, a, there's an ebb and flow to correct. thinking that is somewhat normal because life right. has an ebb and flow to it. So. As humans, it's what we do Yeah, yeah, at its basic core. So the first thing just kind of jumping in here is is thinking – Intensely. What what do we mean by this idea of intensely? We think intensely, um, depending on what's going on. I mean, that can be anything from our work that causes us to have to think more intensely. So you're saying as we go throughout the day, we're working, whatever we're doing, even playing, there's a certain amount of intensity that's going on with just thinking through all of that. Right. Well, Let's take the job, for instance. There, there are some things about vocation that require a, a habit mm. of function. Those habits just happen. But what if or they're developed. But what if there's a crisis or what if there's a project that needs to be turned in at a certain time? Maybe you got told that this has to be completed by tomorrow, which means now you're going to have to work overtime, whatever. Right. Um, but – and then there's an intensity, a necessity for us to think intently at certain times. That This is not bad. It is part of life. Certain things in life require us to think with intensity. Yeah, I work within the business world with, in particular, small business. Um, and I'm a part of a, a business networking group. We have a guy in there who specifically deals with companies on how to prepare for crises. Huh. Such as yeah. COVID yeah. <laughs> or anything of that nature. Or it could be just as simple as you lost electricity. Now what are you going to do for two or three hours? Right. 
Um, and so he works with companies in looking for those pain points and then coming up with a plan on how to have a backup. It could be as simple as your IT backup, or it could be as comprehensive as how do you deal with supply chain issues if you're a manufacturing and you're seeking to get stuff to manufacture. So it's all about how to develop a plan. Correct. Or, yeah. And it's interesting you say that because he's helping companies or small businesses think. Right. <laughs> he really is. Take what's in front of you, evaluate it, and think about it. Because the problem is when it happens, we tend to think, and we're going to get into this, emotionally. Right. And so, therefore, you don't make wise decisions. But if you have a plan going in, now you're able to think through that in a very systematic way. And for us, we need to realize that intense thought is not bad, necessarily. Mm. A lot depends on what we're thinking about. We'll talk about that later. But, but intensity of thought. So that leads us to the. Not only is it that we we think with high intensity, we do. Sometimes we just think with varying degrees of intensity. We, you know, thank the Lord, we don't have to always have our minds so engaged it's like nothing else matters but this one thing. Right. And if that is the case, we would we'd wear out emotionally. You know, I do think. <clears throat> Here I am saying that. Mm-hmm. I, I do think when this idea intensely can also kind of lead to the idea of stress. Right. And I've often said this to my wife because we deal with our own business, and so there's a certain stress level that comes with that. But I, I, I often say that the reason we're struggling with stress is is often self-imposed. And when I say that, what I mean by that, let me explain myself. So you're in a situation where you didn't prepare for it. And now you got to get it done. And right. You should have looked ahead. And I've had that happen to me many times. And all that you would have done in preparation, right. you have to do all at once. Right. And now it adds a certain amount of stress. Now, there are circumstances out that side of you that people put upon you, and it's a stressful thing. So I, 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 my whole point is, is that often the choices that we make is because we have not thought things through. And so now we're dealing with the stress of not doing that. It's like like a preparation. Yeah. I think it's also important to realize that stress is not what happens to us. Right. People say I'm stressed out, and then they blame it on the thing that's happening. Well, yes, the thing that's happening precipitated the stress, but really stress is how we respond to what's happening. Yeah. So the stress is us. Right. It's not the thing. And that's And it's often self-imposed. It is. Yeah. Almost always. Okay, so thinking intensely – it can be high intensity. It can be varying degrees of intensity. Yeah, necessary, often necessary, sometimes avoidable. Yeah. So, do you think this is universal among oh, I do. people? I do. Even the the occupant of an African plane, or the um, person who's left it all and moved out to Montana, right? You know, so they can get away from the stuff. At some point, they have varying degrees of intensity. They may not have the things that you have as a businessman right. in the Midwest with small businesses wanting you to do something now, you know, all the time and not responding to your emails because they just didn't get around to it, but they still right. want you to do what you're supposed to do. Those right. kinds of things that are typical of business. The um, circumstances, the culture, whatever, the, the the resources may be different. Right. But the principle is still the same. Yeah, and and we're not going to deal with this intensity, this, this idea of intensity, if we're not aware, if we're not thinking it through and thus making some preparation for it. You know, it's interesting. I think about the disciples and how they responded to Jesus at his – the garden – Gethsemane, yeah. and then going to the cross. And it's interesting because Jesus told him what was going to happen. Yeah. 
Yeah, they they had um, prior knowledge, which really leads me to say their thinking was not quite right well, on it yet. They didn't want to believe it was true. Right. They loved Jesus and they loved him, especially because he seemed to be the one that was going to take care of all the problems. He's creating another problem. He's telling us <laughs> this is going to happen. The very right. person that we're trusting is going to die. And uh, they'd missed out on the resurrection all that was going to go after that. All they could think of, that all they had invested in, all they had hoped for seemed to be coming to an end. They would not listen to the truth. Here's the man himself mm-hmm. who had proven himself by signs and wonders and other things uh, to be the Son of God. And they, yeah. And hey, isn't that us? Uh, oh. God gives us certain sorts, kinds of wisdom, direction from his word. And we, or he even gives us in the normal warp and wolf of life uh, input that would have helped us had right. we listened, applied it. Well, we don't want to get into this because we're going to get into it more on how we develop and are thinking biblically. Right. But I do think it's interesting to recognize this in places in Scripture where people did not really take the time, and so now the intensity level is really at a feverish pitch. Right. Because they didn't think yep. correctly. Yeah. Okay, so thinking intensely, what about, and we've already touched on this a little bit, but what about thinking emotionally? I think this is a big one in our culture right now. Well, um, it is because whenever you, you – know, I always go back to sports analysts, and they'll interview somebody after a game. They used to analyze the game itself. Now one of the key questions is, well, how did you feel when you were <laughs> yeah, 10 points down? Not a lot of There were only six and on. a half minutes left. You know, How did you feel when the referee made that call and you thought it should have gone the other way? You know, There was a time when we would have said, who cares how you felt? But now feeling right. is primary. And for Christians, that's become – an issue. Mm. Uh, we can be driven by emotion. Um, we want to feel good, and we, to some degree, have bought into the the myth that we should feel good. We should be happy. If we're not feeling good, and I'm not talking about our having a virus, I'm talking about emotionally, right. then something's wrong and we ought to fix it. So Maybe, is that a warning sign when our emotions are not in check? Is that a warning sign that our thinking it, is off? It, it may be a, a warning. Well, it's a, a warning sign that something outside of us is wrong or that something inside of us is wrong, you know, mm. I think, or at least needs to be altered. But I, and when it comes to thinking emotionally, we're so much in the habit of it that we don't, we don't uh, think about it. <laughs> we just do it. Right. And we're so, to react versus respond. Yeah. So, you know, we, we this happens when we face calamity. It happens when we face uncertainty. It happens when we face tragedy. Calamity. Um, we see a contrast uh, in Job and his wife. Now, jo- I'm not going to say Job didn't respond emotionally. I think he did. We see his emotions. But it's interesting when all these things befell him, I mean, his whole life just suddenly exploded. Mm-hmm. His children were gone, property was gone, destroyed, and uh, then he got ill, and nothing would fix it. And he he's crying out to God, and he's wondering what's going on. But his wife responds and says, uh, just curse God and die. Get it over right. with. <laughs> Sounds pretty simple. <laughs> He'll kill you, and it'll be over. Right. But um, we, it's not, you know, calamity can bring emotion that, just the normal things of life don't bring. Calamity uh, overwhelms us. Calamity uh, surprises us. Excuse calamity me. I'm sneezing there. <clears throat> calamity disappoints us. Um, and we're not talking about tragedy. We're just talking about calamity. It can be as much as uh, blowing an engine in your car 
or a computer problem that I have had for for seven or eight months now and on the car. Um, yeah, uh, and we we respond emotionally. We think emotionally, and so we have to be careful. And we will talk about this later. We keep saying that. But that's because a lot of these things. I'm we're so going, sorry. I keep sneezing. Those who listen, I, it happens to me. He's allergic. To, <laughs> he's allergic to me. That's right. But uh, we respond emotionally, but we have to be careful that our response is not just emotional. And I think that's what, uh, like uncertainty in life. You know, well, all of life has some uncertainty. Right. That's why we have insurance. Right. But you know, even insurance doesn't take away all uncertainty. I want to talk a little bit about this on a cultural level. Ooh, and I am so sorry, oh, man. I just keep this happens to me. I've always been scared this is going to happen to me on oh, air so because I get on a sneezing fit. Your fears come. My through. allergies, yeah. <laughs> my fears have come upon me. But I do want to think about this on a on a cultural level because I think we we're all about responding emotionally. But I, I do want to think about this on a cultural level because I do think this is a plague. The plague of of emotion, the plague of emotional thinking. Yes, I, I, it's uh, it's a way of life now. Yeah. Well, so much so, I see it among Christians. It's like we we have to. Well, you just don't understand. Well, well, hey, you know that may be true. You know that may well be true. But there's there's this idea that I can't even speak into your life with because biblical I don't truth I don't because feel I don't it. understand. I don't and feel, I don't the way feel you it. Do. I yeah. haven't experienced, so therefore I don't feel it. Right. Yeah. And but there's no human. That as part from Christ, who was human and divine and deity, uh, there's no human who fully understands our situation. So if that's the case, nobody ever has anything to say. It's like that's an out. That is an out for us. We no longer have to. We no longer have to listen to what people have to say. Well, it's a discussion ender. It it is. There's now no input that can be made because. Um, can, no input that can be made because a person doesn't understand. And now my the the what's what rules in the situation? My feelings, right? My emotions. Well, it becomes the gospel. I think in counseling we see a lot of this. People when they go to a counselor, they want somebody who'll feel with. They want somebody who'll emote with them. They don't want somebody who'll give them an answer that they have to do. You know, they don't want them to be the one who has personal responsibility for this thing. You know. Which people say, I can't help the way I feel. You right. know, I mean, got a song that was popular back 30 years ago. I don't know much, but I know that I love you, and that's all I need to know. Really? <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, uh, this can't be wrong when it feels so right. Well, yeah, it can. <laughs> Sorry to disappoint you. So you're, I think your point is well made and well taken, and, and that is it is a plague. Emotion <laughs> is a plague. Uh how I feel matters more than anything else. Yeah, you know, it's it's also it's one of those things where you now have nothing to work with. Because if I'm engaging with someone and they're sitting there going, "Yeah, but you don't understand." Well, what do I do? Yeah. It does it just ends the discussion, doesn't it? Pretty much. Right. So, my question is well, then what do you want? You know, what is it? <clears throat> Where are we going with this? You know, right? Well, and and we're going to get into this, but there is no now the Bible now almost becomes irrelevant. Or what happens is is they look to the scriptures to fulfill the emotional itch. So the things in scriptures that might quote speak to that are the only things that fit. Well, or they look at people outside of scripture who give an air of truth but really are not true. 
Yeah, I, I think of a phrase that I heard years ago, and it's probably still said. I don't, you know, I don't, know what, I don't care what the Bible says. You know, I, I know how I feel. You know, or I remember in a deacon's meeting years ago, an older deacon. We were talking about a couple who were not members of the church, and they had somehow gotten offended, and everybody wanted to get this straight. And we discussed about the biblical issue behind it, and this deacon said, well, I don't care what the Bible says. These people are our friends. <laughs> you know, Again, uh, so calamity, uncertainty, uh, you know. Well, just a quick perusal through um, social media will let you know that people are very emotional in their thinking yeah. and not very sad. And, and they let it all hang out on their sleeve. I think it's important it. to realize that when tragedy, calamity, uncertainty happens, that there's going to be an, an initial gut kick and a reaction. Yeah. I, I think that's human. And, and, and in some ways, there's, there's no way around it. Yeah. But the, to me, the person who is able to settle themselves with truth, right? you know, I, I think about Jesus in the Gospels uses the whole concept of the person built on the house or the rich man, or it's not the rich man, but the person who built his house on a rock or the person who built his house on a sand. And when the floods and the storms came, what's the one that stood? So you're going to have the suffering. It's going to be hard. There's going to be an initial, maybe a little bit of damage, but what's still standing right. is what your thinking was based upon. And, and it, we need to realize I mean, you, Elijah is a very good example. It's when tragedy. Oh, We've talked about perfect, calamity, yeah. uncertainty, tragedy. And uh, he had all three kind of happening there at once. And he finally just said to the Lord, you know, um, I'm the only one left serving you. And this queen is trying to get hold of me and kill me, take my <laughs> life. And I'm probably – just take me home. Yeah, I'm done. And, Tapping and, out. Okay, we have those. The question is – I've wanted to quit many times. Right. But where do we go from there? <laughs> right. Do we just stay in the emotional swamp, the slew of despond, or do we do we go somewhere else with our thinking? And, and our thinking is important in this situation. All right. So we've talked about thinking intensely. We've talked about thinking emotionally, which are what I would call just general human ways of thinking. Right. Lastly, thinking recreationally. I think this was another big cultural one that we can can harp on. <laughs> yeah, and it's there, in this is the whole idea of thinking and relaxation because obviously, you know, the question comes up: Are we always to be thinking seriously? Well, yes and no. I mean, is there downtime? Uh, we always are driven by those things that are most serious. But are there times to uh, when we don't have to be as serious or as driven by the serious nature of life? And I think that's true. But uh, when we're talking about how we think, when we think recreationally, we usually – there are two or three things that come to mind. One's entertainment. The other is amusement. And Just the other, in general amusement. Yes. Yeah. And the other is disengagement. Entertainment is such a big deal in our culture. Oh. You know, when – there have always been ways to entertain. Mm -hmm. Even before there were movies and media and all right. that stuff, people, kids played kickball. Or, or kids we played. went to what would be considered real theater, which was yeah. play acting yeah. on a stage. Yeah, uh, Some people did that. Those who couldn't afford it uh, got together for a friendly game of baseball or something, right. you know, whatever. And the guys all – and the women baked pies or whatever. You know, it was a different day then, but um, – um, so entertainment 
is not bad or wrong in itself. Uh, I think what we see for us in this culture and what is affecting us as the people of God is that we long for the times of entertainment instead of enjoying the times of work and and focus and so forth on the things that matter. Um, so entertainment, you know, and, and again, we have to realize that what we choose to entertain us will also affect the way we think. Mm. Uh, we're living a day now when people, what entertains people is what they want to become normal life. Yeah, and, especially in regards to social media because we create this concept in life that's actually not even real, not even attainable. Right. Um, but because we see it and we see, quote, other people doing it, then it must be attainable. What we don't realize is most of it was staged anyway. And so we can't live – we shouldn't even live for entertainment, let mm-hmm. alone live in it all the time. You um, know, it's interesting. If you're, if you're giving yourself to thinking, the entertainment side will diminish. Yeah. It will not go away. Yeah. Now, I, and I say this from personal experience because I am a movie guy. I really enjoy movies. I enjoy the storytelling, which to me can be very much a part of thinking. Right, and I enjoy even commentary that can come from that storytelling, and and how it can make you feel, <laughs> yeah. you know, how it can yeah. make you feel emboldened, it takes sad, us on or, a trip, or yeah. you know, whatever. Yeah, and and I still do it. I enjoy film. My wife and I just went through a series we were watching and finished it up. And but I, I will say this: since taking on wanting to do more reading, writing, and thinking, yeah. I've had to put aside more amusement. Right. And that's just how it's going to be. When you develop your thinking and you want to grow and expand your horizon in the area of thinking, you will have to let something go. Right. Something has to give. Yeah. And it really all depends on what you're trying to pursue. And this is not a pat myself on the back. This is just a personal reality of that I've had to go through. Um, and, and, you know, it's interesting when we look at all these, we've given some commentary. We, we've given a lot of commentary, actually, on all of this, mm-hmm. both culturally and personally. But I think it's interesting that the point we're bringing out here is is we're bringing these out because this affects all of us. Right. It does. And if we don't understand this and recognize this, then when we get to biblical thinking, we're going to not be able to deal with this. Yeah, I don't think either of us would say to our listeners, you should never watch a movie. No. Or you should never do this or never do that. Our question is – And if we've given that air of somehow that should happen, then that's not, our, that's that's not, not what we want to do. That's not the point here. Right. For instance, we move from entertainment to amusement. And that's the thing that back in the 80s a fellow wrote a book entitled Amusing Ourselves to Death. Mm. And his point is that we're not just now being entertained, relaxing, right. diverting. We are – Embracing, there was the current concept again, uh, a time to not think, to push thoughts into neutral, to not interact, to not analyze. And while we're being entertained, we shouldn't, we should, as adults, we, you know, I was a man, child, I thought I was a child, I'm a man, I put away childish things. We're adults now. And when we are being entertained, we are consciously thinking about what we're doing and how we're being affected by it. And what are the thoughts? What are the contrary thoughts? What are the things that are not for our good, not for the glory of God? How 
How can we grow and keep this from going from entertainment to amusement? Yeah, my wife and I often after a film will discuss it. Right. Especially if it's a yeah. new one we've yeah. never seen before. Yeah. And Pam we'll and say, I do, same do you thing. notice how they said this? Yeah. And and and, and is Did you that notice really how they true? assumed this? Yeah, yeah, is that true? You yeah. know, or I've watched a show and go, Do you notice how there's not one single religious implication anywhere in that show? Right. In a time period where you, it should have been. Right. Sometimes so just, just do that with commercials. Yeah, yeah just recognizing yeah. And, and thinking through that. So I think there's a sense in which we really never can turn it off. Yeah. And that, what I mean by that is is how we think and and and, and digest and, and allow things to come in. Which leads us to disengagement. You know, mm-hmm. um, I don't have anything to do. I just want to not think. I want to disengage. I want to shut down. That is not a good sign. It's not a good thing. It. I think that's just before depression. Mm. Honestly, I thought about this some as I was putting some of these thoughts together. I'm not saying I'm that. I'm guessing we're going to develop this more. Yeah, that's coming. <laughs> but I just think that uh, to be amused, that is not to think biblically, to be disengaged sets us up for some really bad things. And not and I'm not just talking Maybe about Maybe just disappointment. What's that? Disappointment. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, it's, I'm not just saying immorality. That's certainly part of it. Right. Uh, but but what could be mental, emotional, and spiritual disaster. Mm. Uh, depression is a disastrous place to be. And and so then what do people do? They take a pill. Mm-hmm. Oh, they advertise that on television. I can take that and not be depressed. You know, the funny thing I find, and, and we may have listeners who take medicine for depression. I'm not on your case. The odd thing I find is that a lot of people who take depression medicine are depressed. And and there are times where there is specific situations could, where it has to happen. There are physiological yeah. issues yep. that need to be addressed, and, and we're not and – And in order to know that, you have to know each and every yeah, situation. Yeah, we're not there. I mean, I'm but just your saying, general point is that over-amusement without understanding and thinking, without thinking and understanding, will therefore lead – to disappointment and then therefore depression. When you when you're disengaged, when you're when you have checked out mentally, then then that's a sign. Hey, we need to make some moves in another direction. Yeah. And so that's the point here. When we're thinking about thinking, that that becomes pretty important. Well, this has been one of our longest episodes, but I think when you start talking about the different ways people think, there's a lot of cultural, personal implications and so it leads itself to a lot of discussions it's been good and i think it sets us up for the things that we're going to talk about on how to approach each one of these from we need to think about these things absolutely it's been good thank you for joining us look forward to joining you next week thanks everyone so much for joining us today you can always visit us on the web at crosstalkpodcast.org crosstalk is produced by vision for living ministries a nonprofit organization This podcast is a free resource, but you can support us financially through our website. For more information on Vision for Living Ministries, visit our website at visionforliving.org, where you will find more great resources. You can also find us on Facebook and Instagram. Just search for Vision for Living or on Twitter, at V4L. We also love to hear from our listeners you can email us anytime at info at visionforliving.org. Be sure to join us next week on Crosstalk, 
the gospel for today and beyond.